Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to look at uh, 14 verses. 14 verses out of, out of 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God who have saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who have abolished death and have brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this, for the which cause I suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know who I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the sound, the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me, and faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, thank you for the word. Thank you for the power of the word of God. Now, Father God, you heard Paul say it. I'll say it again. Stir us up. Stir us up, Father God. And let us know that you have not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Father God, let us go out into this world, Father God, and give you glory in everything we do. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, my, my text is coming out of verse 12, but man, when I was just reading this again, and waiting for Sunday school to start, I'm sitting there reading this again, and then I just read verse number one. Look at verse number one. I heard somebody say amen when it was read because I think they seen what I seen. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according 
to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. How about that? That's a beautiful verse. Isn't that a beautiful verse? The promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. Nobody else. The promise of life is not found in your children. It's not found in your husband. It's not found in your job. It's not found in your hobbies. It's only found in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Look at verse 3. And he says, and I thank God. And we all thank God. We ought to all thank God. Paul says, I thank God. Whom I serve from my forefathers with Pure conscience. Remember when, when Paul wrote in 1 Timothy, he was, he was doing what he was doing out of ignorance. And now God has enlightened him. And now he is serving God with a pure conscience. That's beautiful stuff. Verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. I, I know I'm skipping some good verses. I'm, I apologize. He says in verse 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. That, that grandmother, that grandmother Lois and, and Eunice put something in him. Amen. Put something in this young man. Filled him up with the spirit of God, the power of God, the word of God. And now Paul is saying, stir it up, Timothy. Stir it up. You know, Timothy, Timothy wasn't, wasn't a warrior type. Paul was trying to get him to, get him to come alive. Timothy had to drink a little wine. Paul said, drink a little wine. Tim, Timothy had stomach problems. Some people say he may have had some ulcers. I might have had some ulcers following Paul. You follow Paul around, you're going to get some ulcers. Thinking what happened to Paul is going to happen to me if I do what Paul do. Paul called Timothy his beloved son. How about that? How about that? Let me get, let me get to verse 12. Ah, oh, my goodness. Verse 12, watch this. Paul says, for which cause I also suffer these things. Well, I, I can't do it like that. I can't do it like that. Let me go back. Amen. Let me go back because it don't even sound right. I don't take it out of context like that. Look at verse 7 again. He said, for God have not given us a spirit of fear. Sure has it. Amen. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And, and, and he says, but... Of power. John 1.12 said, when you, be, when, when you got saved, you became the sons of God. And he gave you power to become the sons of God and the daughters of God. You ain't getting off the hook, you women. When you got saved, God gave you power. And he didn't give you power to sit on. He didn't give you power to the throw in the cabinets and under the pillows or like the one man who he gave one man five talents and one other man two and one man one and the one that had one talent. Y'all know what he did. Went out in the field and buried it. God didn't give you a talent to bury. And if you saved, you got a talent. If you saved and you think you're on your way to heaven and when you get to heaven's gate and God say, what did you do with that talent I gave you? You, you, you better have an answer. You better have an answer because God didn't say you just to sit. You know, he ain't got no, you know, he ain't got no bench warming Christians. Amen. Don't want to get in the game. Everybody at the Super Bowl today want to play. They want the ball. Uh, that's another story. Who have saved us. How about that? God saved us and called us 
with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus when before the world began. But is now manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who have abolished death. Okay. Abolished death. Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians 15, he took the sting out of death. He abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. You got nothing to fear. There ain't nothing to fear in dying. That's a promotion for the believer. That's a promotion. I'm, I, I, I've graduated. I'm on my way to heaven. Hmm. Then he says, wherefore, in verse 11, I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. Verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. Watch this. For I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. How about that? How about that? So when Paul got saved, the, one of the first things that he talked about was his salvation. What happened to Paul? Paul says, one more time, I know whom I have believed. Okay? He said, I know who I believe. There's a, there's a lot of folks that, that, are, that are Christians who don't know what they believe. That's so sad. Because you gotta, you gotta know you got to know whom you believe. We talk about it all the time. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he was born of a virgin, that he lived a sinless life, that he died on Calvary's cross, not for his sins, but for mine. And he was buried in a borrowed tomb, and on the third day, he rose with all power. I know who I believe. And then he says this, and this is, this is impactful for me. Because I battle with folks all the time. They didn't want to sin. Well, you can lose your salvation. Let me tell you something. If I can lose it, I've already lost it. Amen. If I can lose mine, I don't even have it. I, I, I'm just wasting away. Amen. Okay? Paul said, I know who I believe. And I am persuaded. That's a strong word, persuaded. Okay? That means nobody can unpersuade him, if that's a word. That means nobody's going to talk him out of his salvation and if somebody can talk you out of your salvation and if you're sitting here today listening to me and you believe that you could do something that caused you to lose your salvation you don't have nothing Amen. you didn't already done enough to lose it if you can lose it he said I'm persuaded remember Paul wrote in Romans he said he said oh wretched man that I am he said, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Whoa. What day? The evil day. Heck yeah. You're going to stand before the Lord. You're going to stand before the Lord. You're not going to stand before the Lord sinless. 
You're going to stand before the Lord in the blood of the Lamb. You're going to stand before the Lord. You know who's going to be at your side? The Lord. The Lord. And you're going to say, this is mine. This is one of mine. And he's going to be with you when you die. He's going to be with you when you stand before the Lord. And he's going to be with you on judgment day. Amen. Paul knew that. And Paul knew that. Paul says in Romans, in Romans 8, watch this, in Romans 8, 1, he said, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You know what that word condemnation means? There is no disapproval. There is no judgment. There is no punishment. There is, will be no condemning Christians that are in Christ Jesus. Okay? That ought, to, that, ought to, that ought to feel so good. That ought to feel so good. But, but listen, listen to Jesus' own words. Somebody say, well, you know, Paul, Paul made up some stuff, and, you know, he wasn't really one of the apostles. You can hear whatever you want. People will try to just whatever. They want to justify that you can actually fall from grace, that you can be saved. God can save you the most powerful person in the world can save you and then you can unsave yourself. You could do something you can do something to get yourself unsaved. That is incredible. There's nothing sadder to me. There's nothing sadder to me than someone who, 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 who's living that way and think they're on their way to heaven. Listen, let me tell you something. John 10, 28. Watch this. And Jesus said Jesus speaking here not Paul, not the pastor. Jesus saying this. John 10, 28. And I, and I give them eternal life. Jesus' own words. And I give them eternal life. Who's going to take it from him? And, and, and they shall never perish. I, wait a minute. I mean, this is out of the mouth of God. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I don't know. I don't know. I thank God for David. I thank God for King David. Let me tell you why. I've told you all this before. I'm glad God called David the, the, a man after my own heart. I'm glad God, because if, if he'd have said Joseph or Daniel, then I'd have been struggling. But he said David, an adulterer, a murderer, okay? And, and, and here's what David said. He says, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. How about that? And the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And then he, then he called, then he says to me, David talking to me, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. How about that? You know, you know when if you, you got a personal relationship with him, you know, you got a personal relationship with the Lord. I hear people say all the time, I got a personal relationship with the Lord. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, you know, you get saved and, and you got automatically you got a personal relationship with, with them. Okay? Let me tell you something. Jake and them two kids, he got a personal relationship with them. 
He love them, care for them, take care of them, take their orders, serve them, work for them, spend all his money on them, spend as much time as he can with them. Same with Karina. I'm gonna tell you, same thing. Personal relationship with her. Okay? And 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 the, and the one Karina got on her lap rough. That's tough. Okay? But what, what's my point? When you got a personal relationship with somebody, you 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 got a I know relationship. You can say like you can say like Paul said here, I know whom I have believed. Okay? You can't have a personal relationship with the Lord if you don't know who he is. Amen. You can't have a personal relationship with somebody you don't even know. Okay? Paul said, I know whom I believe. I know who I believe. Then he, then he said, not only do I know, then he, then, he, then he made an I am. There's a lot of I am statements in here. Remember Jesus said, I am, I am, I am. Listen, Paul said it too. Paul said it too. Paul says this. Paul says this. In Galatians 2.20. I just use I just use I use First Timothy. I got I got a lot of verses. I'm just going to talk about Paul's personal relationship with God. Okay, Paul says this. He said, "I am crucified with Christ." Think about that. Think about that. There's I was talking to Deacon Jeremy a couple weeks ago in Wednesday Bible study. You know, you, all these sermons in, in in a verse. You ought to be able to get four or five sermons out of every verse. Okay, here's one. Here's a ton of sermons in this verse. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Okay. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, by the faith of the Son of God. Watch. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. What a beautiful verse. That's one of the most beautiful verses in the Bible. But it's strong. It's strong. Paul, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. I mean, I, I mean, Paul said, I, I, I feel the pain that, that Christ felt. You know, we serve a God that was despised, that is despised and rejected. What do, you, what do we think we got coming? We, we got we, we got we got we got we got a, a, a Christianity today that we want everybody to like us. Everybody wants to love us. But Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Folks don't love Christ. Folks don't love Christ. And he put, then he says, then he says, Christ liveth in me. What's that look like? You got to ask yourself that. Ask the, ask the Bible question. What does it look like if Christ is living in a person? What does that look like? How about that? You got a personal relationship with, with the Lord. You know what you're saying? Christ is living in you. Christ is living in you. And, 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 and you crucified with Christ. That means just like Christ died a shameful, a cursed death, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're not going to walk around this world, everybody loving you if you're telling them the truth. Amen. You're telling them the truth. You're telling them people. People don't want to hear what they don't want to hear. I said it earlier. We, we, we neutered Christianity. 
Sylvia had it. Well, you know, you knew her, you knew her animal, that animal was just as timid and quiet. What happened to Moses? Joshua and Caleb. And you know, David and Daniel. These were warriors. Y'all understand that? I often always say, you're not finding no cowards in the Bible. You gotta look hard. You gotta look hard. These are warriors. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't leave you women out. Rahab and Jochebed. Naomi, Ruth. These were warriors. These was these women was, dare I say? I almost said he was dogs. They was something. Jonathan and Samson. I mean, the Bible is full of powerful, strong people. But when I turn Christianity on, all I see is tiny Tim-type Christians. Tiptoeing, tiptoeing through the scriptures. Don't want to offend nobody. Y'all know when Caleb was 85 years old, he was still ready to go to war? He was still ready to go to war. Ah. Christ living, Christ living, living in us makes us Christ-like. Christ-like is not soft-like. Christ-like is not soft-like. Oh God! I don't know, Deacon. Milk toast. Being Christ-like is not weak. Okay, it's not. It's not. If you've been justified, imagine how, imagine how powerful you would actually be if you really believed the scripture. If you really believed that you were justified. You ever met somebody else justified? So you ever met somebody who was charged with something and, 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 and they, got, they got cleared on it? Don't they feel good? Let me put it, let me put it like this. Say you got $20,000 in credit card debt and somebody came along and said, Man, listen, I paid all that off. How you feeling? Your, all your debt has been cleared. You be hitting that Amazon app. There's some, I mean, listen, listen, if you justify, you're going to walk different. You, you know, you, you, you meet somebody who's, who's burdened down with sins and burdened down with all the pressures and all this world has to put on them and then all of a sudden they clear and they, they ain't going to be still walking around humped all over looking at the ground. No. And then what are they going to do? They'll never forget. They'll never forget the person who cleared them. They're going to praise him and honor him and worship him. Where, where's that at? It's almost absent. Christ done all this for you and you ain't got no praise. Too tired. I'm so tired. Can't go to church. Tired. Too tired to go to Bible study. Too tired. Listen. 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 What's God done for you? David said, y'all know where I'm going. Psalm 122. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. David was happy. How many of y'all think David missed a Sunday? After, after God delivered David from the wilderness and Saul chasing him around for 13 years and God forgave him for, for Bathsheba and killing her husband, counting the people. How many of y'all think David missed some Sundays after all that? Hmm? 
No, I don't think he missed a whole lot more Sundays, you know. I don't think he, after he wrote Psalm 51, I don't think he wrote, I don't think he missed a whole lot of nothing. I don't think so. I don't think so. Listen, listen. I'm, I'm just moving. I, I got enough for it. I got enough. I got enough. I know when to stop too. Okay? Listen. Hmm. 2 Corinthians 5.15. One more time. One more time. One more time. Here's Paul. Right into the church. And he says, And that he died for all. Now watch this. I know, there's some good students in here. There's some good students in here. You know, one, one day we may take a field trip and just go to one of these hop around churches. See how y'all like that. Okay, hop around churches. And y'all be sitting there like, oh, I ain't heard no scriptures. I ain't heard no word. I'm just talking and singing. Okay, I ain't got nothing against singing, but I need to hear some word. Okay. Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. He said, Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. He said, Peter, if you love me, feed my lambs, whatever. And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. You know what Peter did? Well, you read some of Peter. You read some of, just turn it. It's a small book. First, first and second Peter, small books. You can get through them. You can get through them. Put the phone down, turn off, turn off the internet for, for about an hour. You can read first and second Peter. And there's some good stuff in there. There's some good stuff in there. First Peter 5 eight says, he says, be you what? Steadfast. No, you messed me up. He said, he said, he said, yo, yo, adversary, the devil. Is like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Here's 2 Corinthians 5.15. Here's Paul. He said, and that he died for all. John 3.16. Okay. He died for all. But all don't die for him. Okay. He died for all. Now watch what it says. That they which live. Meaning, they which are born again, they which have accepted his offer of grace and salvation should not henceforth live unto themselves. You get saved. When God saves you and delivers you out of the muck and mire, he didn't deliver you just to sit. You got your armor on, you got the whole armor of God on, and you ain't, and ain't nothing coming your way. Not one fiery dart. You just sweating. Sitting there with your armor on. Somebody walk around, what you got all the armor on? You ain't in no battle. You ain't fighting nothing. Look like a clown. Got on armor, sitting around and, and be like when David came up to, to when they was fighting with, with Goliath, and Goliath was calling them out, calling them out, you cowards, you cowards. And David showed up, and his brother, knees shaking. So you come to see the fight, David said, ain't no fight up here. Ain't nobody, ain't no fight, you come to see the battle, ain't nobody battling up here. And then David heard that Goliath say something about the king of Israel, the God of Israel. And David said, y'all letting him talk like that? He ain't had no armor on. He had some cheese. <laughs> they say, y'all let him talk like that? See, this is how we do. 
We, we like all the Israelites at that, at the, we got our knees shaking the world telling us you got to accept transgender and accept homosexuality. Explain us, beating us up with it. And we just sitting there. <laughs> David, see, I'll let him talk like that. Then he went over to Saul and said, what, what you, what's up with that? And David said, I got this. And Saul tried to give him his, his, his stuff. He's seven foot tall, trying to give David five foot five his stuff. David said, I don't need that. He said, I was out in the wilderness and I, and I choked out a bear and a lion. Thanks to the Lord. Thanks to the Lord. Let me go back to my text. And, and that he died for all, verse John 3, 16. That they which live, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. But unto him unto him which died for them I ain't missed that last part that he died for them and then it says and rose again Amen. rose again proving that he truly was God and we serve in ourselves we serving ourselves when God saved us, God's called us, delivered us, promised us eternal life in heaven, and we live for ourselves. Hmm. Paul says, Paul says in Acts 27, 23, he was on a ship. Ship was on his way to, to Rome. Paul told the people before the ship took off, y'all don't need to be going because it's a storm coming. They don't listen. Nobody listened to the preacher. Nobody listened to the preacher. In one ear, out the other. Oh, don't listen to the preacher. Let's, let's just take off. They're having a good time. They're on their way. And, and, and the storm came. The storm came tearing that ship up. Tearing that ship up. And they on that ship. They just shaking. They trim. They, go, they, they ready to go. They know they, they are in a bad situation. Okay? And here's Paul. You say, uh-huh. He better than me. He better than me because I'd have came up there and I told you. I told y'all not to take off, but y'all ain't listening. And I'd have probably gave him some worldly stuff, you know. Here's what Paul said in verse 23. Paul came up and said, in verse, I'm going to go to 22. He said, and now I exhort you, be of good cheer. Uh, how about that? You ever try to tell unsaved folks? Who are going through all hell be of good cheer. They don't listen. They ain't trying to hear that. Uh-uh. Take that grandma. You take that old Bible with you. Take that old gospel with you. I'm going through this. I'm struggling. I'm going through. Paul said, be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but the ship. How about that? And then he backs it up in verse 23. Then he, he backs it up. Watch this. Watch this. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. How about that? Amen. About that. So Paul, Paul said, I know I am and I serve. When you can say, when God saves you, you, you know you saved, okay? And you're going to serve him. You're going to serve him. Remember the story about Daniel? Daniel still woke. I didn't put him to sleep already. Listen, Ariana, tell Daniel this story when you, when you get home. Here's Daniel, the, one, of the, one of the great prophets of God. One of the great prophets of God. 
Okay? When, when Daniel showed up and, and, and all the Hebrew boys, there must have been 150, maybe 200. And Daniel and the three Hebrew boys said, we ain't eating none of the pork chops, not drinking none of that wine. We ain't doing it. Okay? We ain't doing it. Now, it doesn't say what would have happened to Daniel if the unit wouldn't have sided with Daniel, but Daniel wasn't eating it. Period. Okay? And, 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 and it must have got out. It must have leaked out that after the fact that Daniel didn't do it. But here's the story. Daniel was elevated to one of the highest positions in Babylon. Y'all know the story. Okay? And the people around Daniel wanted Daniel out. So they came up with a plan. See, the devil always got a plan to take down the man of God, okay? Take down the man of God. We got to take him down. Guess what? Couldn't find nothing. Let me, let me read some of this. Let me read some. I'm in Daniel 6. Let me read some. Let me read some. I don't think y'all read the Bible enough so I can read some Bible to y'all. Okay? When the last time, think about this. Think about this. When the last time you watch somebody on TV actually read some scripture while they preaching? Think about that. They just talk. Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, God, God told Paul and Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Okay? Preach the word. Daniel 6.1. And it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And of these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. He trusted Daniel. And then this Daniel was preferred among, above the presidents and the princes because he had an excellent spirit in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. This is a Jew in a foreign land still giving God glory. Still giving God glory and God is still blessing you. Don't think, don't think I won't bless you because you're out of your element. Don't think he won't bless you because you're down at the post office. Don't think he won't bless you because you over at the factory or the mill or you you in the fire station. He will bless you wherever you are. Amen. He will. And he will. And he wants to put Daniel over the whole realm. Watch this. Watch this. Gonna explain why God was with Daniel. And the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could not find none occasion, no fault, for as much as he was faithful. <laughs> he was faithful. And neither was there any error or fault found in him. <sighs> Y'all see why I like David more than Daniel? If God would have said Daniel was a man after my own heart, we would have been in trouble, Jake. Oh, <laughs> oh, but watch. Watch verse 5. And when these men, and then these men, these, these, these co-conspirators, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. You can see the disdain in their voices. Yeah, this Daniel. This Daniel. Yeah. Here we go. Except we find it against 
him concerning the law of his God. Well, when it gets down to there, you and you know you're in good hands when it when it gets down to there. When it gets down, they can't find no fault in you. Okay? Then they get down to the real nitty-gritty, and all they can come at you is with your God. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. And then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and thus and said, thus unto the king, King Darius, live forever. We call these folks suck-ups, okay? Live forever. Okay, and, and all the presidents of the kingdom and the governors and the princes and the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any God or man for 30 days, save thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Y'all know the rest of this story, don't y'all? I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep reading, though. Okay. No, now, oh, king, 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 get the big head. See, be, you know, be, be, woe unto, unto you and all men speak well of you. Be careful about empty platitudes and folks telling you you wonderful and all that stuff. Okay. Especially devils. Okay. When you got co-workers, devils, you know, they ain't no good telling you you wonderful. You got, you know, they got something planned for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's true. I just know that's true. Been there, done it. Okay, watch the king. Watch the king. He can't, he can't handle this. Oh, now, oh, king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians. And when you study the Medes and the Persians, them main people ain't right. Okay? Them the ones still over there doing crazy stuff, which alter it not. And wherefore, king, king Darius all in his feelings, all feeling himself, signed the writing and the decree. Now, 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 let me tell you, I'm trying, to get some, I'm trying to get home with something. I want y'all to understand Daniel. I want y'all to understand Daniel. Okay? Now, you know, Daniel heard all this stuff. Daniel knew all along what they was doing. Why did I say that? Because he was a prophet. Daniel was a prophet. Daniel was beloved by God. Okay? And, 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 as, and as Christians, we, we, we already know. Here's Daniel. Verse 9. Verse 10. Now, now, when Daniel knew, he knew that the writing was signed. Somebody, Daniel probably had an insider. Hey, Daniel. You get ready to go in Lions Den, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean... I mean, because whoever was close to Daniel came back and told Daniel what was happening. Knew Daniel wasn't going to stop praying. Just some serious stuff. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He knew. <laughs> he knew that if he prayed, they was going to come get him and put him in the lion's den. Why are you opening up your windows, Daniel? See? That's some serious stuff. This is faith in action. Okay? Now, when Daniel knew the writing was signed, he went into his house. Let's see, some of us are already thinking, I don't, you know, I would have prayed, but, you know, I would have been just like silent prayer. I would have just been like, 
you know, I'm praying, you know, you ain't got to be, you ain't got to be open with it. I would have went in the basement and prayed and just, you know, like, you know, I don't want it. Ain't that how we would have done it? Come on, y'all laughing. Y'all know we would have done it like that. You know, we want that Daniel faith. We want that Daniel faith. And when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house. And his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Amen. 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 Listen, and then when these men assembled, verse 11, and found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God. Well, y'all know the rest of that story. I'm going to jump to verse 16 just because, just because. Daniel went in that lion's den. Ain't nothing happened. Y'all know ain't nothing happened. Okay. Them lion's mouth was shut. All right. Tight. Them lion's mouth was shut. Okay, but before he went in, king, I think the king, I think the king, I'm just going to read it and see how it turned out. Verse 16, the king. Now, then the king commanded, they went to the king, told him, hey, Daniel's still praying. Then the king commanded that they brought, that they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now, I did all that to get to my one point. Now, the king spake and said unto Daniel, thy God. Whom thou servest continually, he will deliver you. How about that? How about that? Okay. Well, we know what happened, right? Ain't nothing happened. Daniel come up out of there. The next morning, the king went down there. Daniel, Daniel. And Daniel said, I'm here. Ain't nothing wrong with me. And Daniel came out. And what did the king do? He strode all them folks in there. And them lions didn't have to eat for two weeks. Well, let me, let me, let me give you one more. And then I'm going to say the rest for next week. Because I ain't got no problem. You know, I, I ain't got no choir. I ain't got no choir to, you know, amping it up. You know, they, see, you know, back when I was at church with choir, the, the, you know, the organ player would give a little, <clears throat> little hints that the pastor needs to finish. I ain't got all that, so I'll just give you 55 minutes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch this. Philippians 4.13. Y'all know these verses? Flip, Philippians 4.13. This is the last one. But it's really a good one. It's really a good one. Now here's, here's Paul. I know. I am. I serve. I can. All these things. All these things are found in a person who has a personal relationship with him. I know who he is. I am his child. And I will serve him. And then Paul. Paul went through a lot, okay? Paul went through a lot before he wrote this verse, okay? Let me share what Paul went through, and I'm going to give you this verse, and I'm going to be done. Paul wrote in, in, uh uh-oh, Philippians. No. I'm I'm just going to give it to you. Y'all find the verse on your own. Okay, <laughs> Paul writing and it's verse, start with verse twenty two. I, I didn't. I cut it off too too much. It says, and 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 he's given his credentials. He's given he's given the people of God all what he'd been through. 
We all should have a list like this. Maybe not this severe. Maybe not this in-depth. But Paul said, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. And they are, are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. Paul said, I am more and labors more. And strikes above measures and prisons more frequent. And death often of the Jews five times received 40 stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Okay? Three times I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day. I've been in the depth, in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathens, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, and watching often, in hunger and thirst, and fasting often, in cold and nakedness. And besides these things that are without that which cometh unto me daily, the care of the churches. And then he writes in Philippians 4.13. Okay. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth, which strengtheneth. That strengtheneth means continually strengthens me. Continually strengtheneth me. How about that? Okay. God never... Paul never asked God why. You, will, you, can, you, can, you can go through it and you won't find it. Paul never asked God why. You know what he asked God? What's next? What's next for me to do? Paul had that kind of mindset. When we get that kind of mindset, when we get that kind of mindset, we can, we can move for God and God can use us when we can say, God, what's next? What's next? What's, what's next on the agenda? Okay. Because Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I can bear any trial. I can bear any trial. I can bear any, uh, any setback, any type of adversity. Do you have that? Do you have that? You ought to have that. Because stuff coming. Stuff going to come your way in the next year or two, maybe next week. You need to have that mindset that I can do all things through Christ and strength me because you can't do nothing with, on your own strength as a man of God. You can't do nothing on your own strength. You need Christ. You need Christ. And I don't care what the endeavor it is. You, you may be thinking, you may be thinking, I'm a, I'm, you know what, I, 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 want, I, got, I want to get to 30 fights. I, I need three more fights. I need three more fights to get to 30. That's been my goal. That's been something that I've been dreaming about, something that I, that I plan. Do it. But don't do it on your own strength. Do it on God's strength. Say, God, listen, I want to do this. I want to do this. Don't let nobody talk you out of it. Just do it. Don't tell everybody your business. Just do it. Just do it. Because not doing it will eat you up. Eat you up. Will eat you up. Between some things between you and God. Some things you some things just between you and God. God asked me to do something. I don't even go to Sydney. I don't go to Sydney. I don't go to Karina. You know, and those are my main folks. I don't go to them and say, you know, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Now God told me to do. Well, I ain't got no, I, listen, if me, God said I'm good with you doing it, I'm good. I don't need no, I don't need nobody saying, well, you don't need to think about that. I don't need to think about it. God told me to do it. I already talked to God. 
That makes sense to me. All right. I'm done. I'm all, I'm all geeked up today. Must be Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and I don't like none of them. I don't like neither team. I don't like San Francisco because, you know, back in 1980, it was like seven out of ten men in San Francisco was gay. And now it's 2024, it might be nine out of ten. Taylor Swift is a demon. Y'all got these phones. Google Taylor Swift and what she believes. Y'all think I'll be making this stuff up? No, I ain't making nothing up. She is a devil worshiper. And she will tell you I'm a devil worshiper. So I can't cheer for the Kansas City Swifts. (laughs) (laughs) Then Usher coming out of halftime in a dress. He gonna do the halftime show in in a tutu. What are we gonna do, Jake? Watch it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch it. Yeah. Alright, I'm done. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, save us. Have mercy on this country. My country, tears of thee. Father God, have mercy on our country. Shake us, quicken us, wake us up. Get us back on straight street. Father God, I know you can do all things but fail. I know you yeah. can save this country if you, if you desire. Father God, you say the, the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous and bell of much. Father God, we ask right now that you just touch our case, touch our nation, touch our leaders. Father God, touch, touch the preachers in this land, Father God. Let the preachers in this land know, Father God, that they have a higher calling. They have more power than the Congress, the Senate, and the President, and the United Nations. If we just turn from our wicked ways, if we just turn from our wicked ways, Father God, give us repentance power. And we thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.